Welcome to the Tech of Business show. I'm your host, Jamie Slutsky. And on this show, we are exposing the technology that runs growing and thriving businesses today. From smart and innovative to nuts and bolts, there is no tech stone unturned. Now it's time to talk tech and let's get into today's episode. Welcome to the Tech of Business podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Slutsky. Today we have Melina Palmer, host of the Brainy Business podcast and talks all about behavioral economics. When we get into this episode, you'll hear all about what behavioral economics is. But in the interim, let me just tell you, Melina is going to blow you away. She is going to help you see what your audience sees when they come in contact with your business and your offers. It's absolutely remarkable. I know you're going to get a ton of value out of this. Now, before we get into the episode, as always, I want to make sure that this podcast is as valuable as possible for you. If you want me to bring Melina back on, let me know. If there's a topic that you would love to dig deeper into, let me know. And if there's something that's nagging you about the tech in your business, share it with me. I would be happy to dig into that either with you or as a solo episode or with an expert here on the podcast. All you need to do is go to callwithjamie.com and book your complimentary call. You can share whatever you want and how I can help you get the most out of this podcast and being part of the tech of business community. Now with that, let's get into this conversation with Melina. Melina, welcome to the Tech of Business podcast. I am so, so excited to be having this conversation with you and sharing all of your wisdom with the Tech of Business audience. So thank you so much for coming and hanging out with me today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Yeah, for sure. So I do not want to butcher what you do. So I'm going to let you tell everybody what your gifts are and what you do and help um, business owners with? Yeah, absolutely. So my background originally is in marketing and brand work. And I did that for, you know, a decade or so. And I went back to school a few years back and got my master's in behavioral economics, which is essentially the psychology of how people make decisions and specifically buying decisions, which is what I specialize in. So how the brain actually makes choices. And then what I do is I work with businesses and people to understand the way that the brain actually works, because it's not what you think it would or should be, so that business owners can create better messaging and communicate in a better way with uh, their potential customers to increase leads and conversions. That sounds brilliant. And because we spend so much time here on the Tech of Business podcast talking about different ways that you can engage with your customer, different ways that you can use technology to do more for them, with them, and entice them, I figured that a conversation with you where we can talk about not necessarily colors and placements and this and that, but like at a deeper level of what we should be thinking about as we're putting together our lead magnets and our sales pages and whatever else you're doing, whether it's your marketing or it's your backend delivery of content and just kind of get it so that us as business owners and as content creators can start thinking about how we can effectively do what we want to do with that content. 
Yeah, I love that. And for me, when I work with my clients and through my podcast, I love to take steps as far back as we can get. You know, it's what I work with a lot of my clients on and talk about a lot is this. um, It's really easy to come up with the right answer to the wrong question. But if you want to be effective and to be hitting the right people and making a difference and, you know, changing the world with your business, which most people want to do, it's important to make sure that you're answering the right questions, you're solving the right problem, and there's a lot more work on the front end that needs to be done to be able to achieve that, you know, for one. So to answer your specific question, one of the things that I definitely preach and talk about all the time is to really know who you're talking to what you're trying to say and communicate, what you want people to do, what place they happen to be in. It's just this sort of everything matters um, approach to things. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let's dig into that. Like, I mean, the first thought that I had was when someone, and I actually think I mentioned this on a podcast last month, was when someone is scrolling on their phone and clicking the button on their phone how nice is it for you as the person who created that email to let them know that you know that they're on their phone and that you're going to minimize the length of copy that you're going to have them read because you know they're clicking this on their phone and they may have slower download speeds or what have you let's talk a little bit about that that was the first place that I went so let's try Mm -hmm. for it (laughs) yeah why not So yes, definitely understanding the intention of whatever platform it is that you're using, not only with what it was designed to do, but the mindset that someone is in when they're using that particular platform and what goals are actually reasonable. So on a a platform like Instagram, which is not the best format for everyone it's a very specific it's very image and video driven right if you think if you ever look and scroll through Instagram what are you looking for what do you want to do I have some people that I love to watch on Instagram I'm personally I'm a big fan of uh, people frosting cakes Mm -hmm. and uh, (laughs) cookies and things but I never go and look I never go to their website right if I was traveling maybe I would go eat there or something but it's good to know who who they are and uh, what you can actually reasonably expect out of the medium that you're advertising on. And when you can get into that mindset of what your customer's doing, then you can say, what do I want them to do when they look at this thing? If they're going to do one thing, Mm -hmm. is it just to familiarize themselves with you as a brand and that you even exist? And that's okay. You know, that's a big piece of branding and what you need to be able to do. And then there are other formats where maybe you're actually converting and getting them to to do something. And again, not asking them to do 65 things in one advertisement because that doesn't work. <laughs> no, no, that doesn't. So yeah, no, it makes really good sense to, you know, understand what journey you want them to take and what the next most logical step is on that journey because you don't have to say you're driving from Seattle to Miami. You just have to know that you're driving from Seattle to Olympia, you know, like you just right. know that you're driving south first. That's the right. first thing that you need to know. And then from there, you can say the next piece and the next piece. And it's the same thing with the online trajectory. And that's why oftentimes there's those, you know, we we have 
lead magnets and breadcrumbs and challenges and short form and long form and, you know, and then intensives and things like that. So we kind of build that in. Let's talk about why someone may want to do a challenge versus a download. Um, Like what kind of differences or where do they want to be thinking about, about their target market and how they're target market's going to get the best success out of whatever it is and kind of lead them there? Well, one of the benefits in doing a, a challenge, right? So a lot of those come out and they're the five-day challenge, right? right? You see those all the time where it's the 20 minutes a day or two-minute little thing or whatever it is. But the, the benefit of getting that consistency going in something is sort of becoming a habit in the mindset of your potential customer. So being there on a regular basis and they think, oh, it's 8 a.m. It's time to hang out with Molina, right? That's a, a, a mindset piece that becomes a habit, which is really impactful, assuming the thing that you're trying to sell them after the fact is also in some sort of engagement with you on a regular basis. Whereas if you're doing a challenge and then the thing that you're selling is completely different than anything that has to do with the challenge, it might be Uh, difficult for them to make the leap of where Mm -hmm. they're wanting to go. So understanding while in one circumstance, a challenge could be fantastic in another product that you are offering, it might make no sense at all. So again, that's having that um, strategic thought about how the brain works and the brain makes associations that are incredibly literal in a lot of ways. Uh, So one example being on like font size and what has been found on like price tags for fonts would be if in one case uh, you show the discounted price in a big font, right? You scratch out the old price and then the mm-hmm, discounted mm-hmm. big font is pretty standard. Right. They tested and did it the other way where the new price was in smaller font and the old price that scratched out was in big font. And a lot more people bought in that circumstance where the new price was in a smaller font and that's because our brains actually make the association of small font small price like stupid (laughs) really dumb (laughs) Um, but you know that connection is able to be made so if you think about when you hear the word apple your brain is thinking of everything that could possibly be associated with apples everything from computers and phones to the color red to oranges right that's all happening in your brain at once So being able to understand what associations might come up and how you want to lead them down the path, really just being thoughtful is important when you're choosing the way to promote your business or your product or whatever you're trying to put out there. That I, I, my brain is going like, boom, boom. Like it's got so many different directions that we could go with this. So let's go back to what you said about fonts and just kind of dial into that just a little bit. So we've got a an online sales page. This is for someone who is a warm audience member. They've gone through our challenge and everything is all perfectly in line. Like we've already created all of that. And we want to say, okay, it's $800, but it was a thousand. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we, we want to cross off a thousand and make it 800. The psychology and the, the proof that you have just demonstrated is that making that $1,000 bigger than the 800 actually converts better. 
Right. And you would potentially want to have it. So you wouldn't want the new price to be in red. I know you said we weren't going to talk about color. Oh, we but... can talk about color. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, our brains are really conditioned where red means stop, at least here in the U.S. And so where green is much more friendly of wanting to buy and, and move forward on something like that or a bright color. And so, yeah, the font size can make a difference in that case and you definitely want to lead with the bigger price first that's a concept called anchoring and adjustment so the brain is going to latch on to whatever price or number or concept it hears first and then move up or down from there so if you were to lead in and say well, I have offerings as low as $5 a month, which is really great. Uh, but I think you should sign up for this course. It's on sale now for 800 but it's regularly $1,000. Okay, yes. I, 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 like, <laughs> I, I'm just sitting here saying, wow, yeah. uh-huh, yeah. No, I'm not going for $800. You just <laughs> right. told me $5. You went from five. Right, so it's, I don't want to buy that thing. That sounds terrible. Whereas if you say, oh, I have this amazing program, so many people have been opting in and really finding tons of value in it. Uh, the regular price is 1000 but right now it's on sale. It's only $800, and I think it's a great deal for you. You know, I do have lower price programs if you need to look at something, but I think you should take advantage of this while it's $200 off right. or 20% off, right? You, and then you look at the way that you frame that message. Mm-hmm. Um, can really make a difference. And what you lead with absolutely shapes the perception that somebody has in their experience with you. Yeah. And I mean, I heard this a, a few years ago. I don't remember the source. I wish I could remember it offhand. But that you could even have disjointed numbers that still cause that anchor. So like this five mm-hmm. module course is $800. Could right. have the yes. same effect yes. as that five dollar offer and 800 just that right. number five it yes so by what you put out there so one of the examples i use for this would be if you uh, so i was speaking to a group of um female coaches executive coaches and i was wearing a particularly blingy necklace trying to you know show up for the event (laughs) and so what i had the whole group do is say everybody think of the last two digits of your social security number so you've got it in your head and then now look at this necklace you know what do you think the value is what did i pay for this and so then everybody you know has their guess in their mind and then letting them know that Studies show that those people who have a high social, uh, those last two digits, if it was like eight, nine, would have valued that item higher than those who had a low uh, last two digits, like one, two. And so I actually had someone raise their hand and say, the last two digits of my social security number are eight, nine. And what I thought exactly was I thought $89. And then I thought, no, that's stupid. I'll say 65. (laughs) (laughs) and that shows exactly how that works and the person next to her actually her last two digits were zero zero so as low as you can get and she said she valued it at 35 dollars. and so the anchor of whatever came before you know the person came up from zero the other one went down from 89 to pick a number of what that would be even though it's completely unrelated to the matter at hand that is so insightful so that kind of leads you to kind of where is your buyer 
before they see your sales page. What Absolutely. are they doing? <laughs> oh, I just like, I just hit a fire, uh, uh, something that's like a real passion for you, I'm sure. Like, yeah. what are they doing? Are they going through your material and you're able to guide them through things? Or are they cluttered on Facebook or on Instagram and they are like, this is just like an aside. They just happen to click. I mean, that's going to make a big difference as to the mental state and what their brain is going to let them do. Right. And that's where even, you know, taking that step into when you're setting up your advertisements, it's really important that you're picking who you're targeting toward. You know, YouTube doesn't let you necessarily say, I only want to be on videos that are about X, Y, Z, but you want to make sure that you say what you don't want to be associated with. Mm -hmm. You know, some of that you're able to do. And for anybody who I used to, um, in my corporate life, buy radio ads, television ads, and things like that. And so, you know, it's really important in those cases that you want to be uh, getting rid of and saying, I don't want to be on this channel. I don't want to be happening when this host is talking because it's outside of what I want the mindset of my customer to be when my advertisement's going to be coming out. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, let's stop talking about price for a moment because you kind of took me down another direction. And this is something that we kind of touch on a lot with my clients is whether or not they're going to create their online community inside a Facebook group or create a forum or something else off of Facebook. And, you know, I mean, even like Facebook in groups has the ability for you to have modules and like learning material and just there's a different way that you are when you're interacting with content on a social platform versus in a course platform or on a forum that's just external and a standalone. Let's talk a little bit about why someone may want to leverage the social or may want to avoid the social because I think both of them work. Yeah. So the human brain um, is mostly run by our subconscious and the subconscious brain has been found to make as much as 99% of our decisions every day. So it's really running the show and your subconscious is filtering through 11 million bits of information per second, whereas your conscious can only do about 40 bits. And so what you're consciously thinking about and focusing on is a lot less than you think. And the things you think you're going to remember, um, are much less than what you actually do, even if you want to and have the best of intentions and where you have your optimism bias, you sign up to be part of a group and you think, yeah, I'm going to do that. And then it falls by the wayside and you never remember. The benefit of being part of a social channel is Facebook will remind you that people are posting in the group that you signed up for. So when you're looking at other things, it's coming up in your feed and saying, oh, hey, Jamie's live now in the group, or so-and-so commented on Jamie's post. And you go, oh, yeah, I'm part of that, and you can jump in. Right, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, like, that's a huge reason why it makes sense to host content and deliver content and be of value on social media. Um, but sometimes our brains, we need more focus. If we actually want to learn something or you know, be able to be, to better ourselves. We want to be off of those social platforms and on a private forum or in a private course related setting. And sometimes it's really hard to convince our audience 
to come along on that journey with us. Right. And so that's where if you keep the same concept in mind that people are busy and they forget, they have the best of intentions, but they overcommit themselves just because it's human nature to do so. And reminding them that things exist where you have to kind of get out of your own worry that you're being a bother or a nag by reminding them that their course is still hanging out with for them or that Mm -hmm. the group has stuff going on knowing that you you can go too much into extreme you don't want to be emailing people every five minutes or something but if you're putting out something that is thoughtful and helpful and hey this happened in the group what do you think and don't forget you have these two courses left to do Um, but that way you have you know direct contact with the people who are wanting to engage and you're reminding them why they wanted to do it Um, so you have to kind of find your own way to replicate that benefit in the social channel of reminding them that something exists, which could be done via a social page or something, but you don't know that everybody's there Mm -hmm. or that you're going to make it through an algorithm. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. And that's why email marketing is such a valuable tool, you know, being able to send out emails once a day, once a week, um, based on activity or events. Maybe it's based on every 10 forum posts. There is a digest email that goes out. That would be something that would just kind of feel easy enough and it doesn't overwhelm because you're not sending it on every single forum post. So it really depends on what your goals are with that content and how to, I guess, keep yourself and keep your content, uh, whatever you're trying to do, top of mind without being an irritant. Right. And and with all of that, though, you would just have to set the expectation. So somebody who has only been sending emails once a month or once a quarter or just whenever they get to it, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, if they were to all of a sudden start sending a daily email, they would lose a lot of their subscribers because people would be shocked by what has happened and, and not feel good about that. Um, there are people who send regular emails and you're used to being on that list and you know that you get this every morning and it's fine, right? And you, right. you stay on and, and that's what happens. But very quickly, when you make a large shift, it can be shocking to your audience. So it's, again, it's important to know who you're talking to, who they're used to, what they're used to seeing from you. And then you can kind of bump up a little uh, bit at a time if mm-hmm. you need to. Or if you are going to make a very significant shift, I went from a monthly email to a weekly when I launched my podcast. And so I was letting my list know a couple sessions ahead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> FYI, <laughs> you're going to be hearing from me more. And if you choose to leave, that's fine. You know, that's um, making sure you're finding your people and prepping them for communication is important. Yeah. And I mean, frankly, the technology, because I have to bring it back to technology when it makes sense to do so, the technology is fairly easy to do that. And if you're thinking, I want to ramp up or ramp down on things, and I want to make sure that I'm doing it in a way that's going to be beneficial to my audience. If you want to have a conversation with me, feel free to have a conversation with me. I'd love to help guide you through that. And especially after we've had this conversation with Melina, if there's things that are like triggering you saying, I could do better with this, put it on the roadmap. Let's get get that conversation going. Start thinking uh, 
of the best way for your audience to do as much as possible with your content and with what you're offering to them. I love just the way that you think about <laughs> the, the the buyer. I mean, like that's really where your brain goes and you're really helping all of us create better experiences for our buyers. Do you have a couple of must-have tips that we would be remiss to not have um, shared on the podcast just about that psychology, about the way that we behave. Yes. And when you were just talking about the you know, the benefit and getting more people, people to buy as much with you as possible, it's, it's also, it's really important when you're using technology and automated systems to get out of your own intention a little bit of what's best for you and think about when the person's receiving this what's the value to them this is you know when you see you get an email or a post from someone that says oh if I sell 10 more of these I win a trip to Mexico well yay for you right that means nothing to me Um, but framing the message in the way that you have thought about the benefit to them and that's what you're communicating is definitely Uh, more important than why it matters to you. You should know why it matters to you, but communicate why it's important to them. And the next piece about that would be, there are so many pieces of technology and so many channels and things that we are trying to be a part of these days. And so many people have, I think, fallen into the trap of having their tech set up in a way, again, that is me, me, me. So the most common I, I know is when I follow someone on Twitter and then I get a direct message from them that says, thanks so much for following me. You should also interact on Instagram and Facebook. And here's this link. It's it's an automated response and you mm-hmm. don't feel special. It makes you want to unfollow immediately. Right. So thinking about them matters the most. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because this is such a noisy, noisy place. And we are all unique. We all have our own unique gifts and we are going to attract the best right people for us. We want to give those people the ability to actually find us and to connect with us. And if we're just part of the noise, it's never going to happen. So it's just so beneficial to when you're creating something to take a step back and to ask some advisors to to look at things from their perspective and to realize that what you think might be best may not necessarily be best, but you can definitely tweak and tweak and tweak until you get the winning combination. Right. And the automations can be very helpful. I've seen some good ones that have come through to me where they ask a question, someone that connected to me on LinkedIn through Um, an automated system I found out afterwards because I ended up talking with him but I got a message from him on LinkedIn that said something about hey what was your favorite episode of your podcast that you recorded just and that's what his standard Mm -hmm. message is he has set up an automation for it and it made me want to respond because it felt like he was actually asking me a genuine question right and so thinking about it like that what would you say 
if you were actually talking to somebody then and how can you turn that into an automated response yeah so you talk to somebody at a networking event you're not going to ask them to come to your grandma's for dinner on saturday night <laughs> you're going to ask them where uh, what coffee shop they like to work to co-work at right that's just kind of the difference what's your, in psychology. right what's your favorite part of your business you know the what tips would you give to young you or something? I don't know, but you don't need to get too deep into it, but just something that gets them talking about them. Totally, totally. Oh my goodness, Melina, I could go on and on and on and (laughs) chat with you about this for so much time. And I think we're definitely going to have to bring you back onto the podcast um, and figure out another angle that's just going to be beneficial. But before I let you go, can you please share, obviously we've talked about the name of your podcast, but the name of your podcast, your websites, where people can find you. And then we're going to do our one last uh, curveball question. Oh, exciting. So the my podcast and my business is called The Brainy Business, and you can search for it on where all podcasts are found, and, uh, <laughs> and you should be able to find that. And my website is just thebrainybusiness.com, and you can find me on the socials as The Brainy Biz, B-I-Z. Perfect, perfect. So as the listeners know, um, the curveball question is just something that's kind of come up in conversation tangentially it's not exactly what we've been talking about but Melina I just feel like one of the questions that's probably burning in a lot of people's minds right now is how do you get started how do you get started getting out of your own way (laughs) (laughs) so I think that comes back to mindset which is something I talk about a lot being a you know brain specialist or whatever. (laughs) Um, And so what I let people know is that the, the best and the worst news is that any holdups or hangups or concerns or whatever you have are all in your own mind. It's all you that can either help you push forward or that's holding you back. So making the decision that you're going to act like a confident person and pretend like you know what you're going to do. And this is the right, you know, you know, this is right. And you're going to move forward, whether it's with setting prices or creating a course or putting something out into the world that, uh, that fear is all internal and the confidence is as well. So you have the power to change it whenever you want. (laughs) I love that. That is a great way to wrap up our episode. So Melina, thank you again so, so much for coming on the Tech of Business podcast today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. I seriously, seriously could have gone on for hours talking with Melina and I am so lucky that she lives here locally in the Northwest and I get to see her on occasion at events. If you are interested in learning more about Melina, be sure to go to her website or hit me up on Instagram or wherever and I will be happy to connect you. Thank you so much for listening and sharing the podcast with your business associates. I will be back on the mic next week. Thanks for listening to the Tech of Business podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe, share, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Overcast, or wherever you download your favorite shows. You can also check out the show notes and learn more about me at techofbusiness.com. I'll see you next week.